everybody, welcome back to JC's Creek. My name's Emily and today we are doing season two, episode 20. Today, I just wanna say, if you haven't already, make sure to follow my Instagram, that's Witter and Potter, my TikTok, Pacey and Joey. And without further ado, let's get into this. So the first scene that we have is scene one of Pacey and Joey. So they're in Dawson's room and everyone is watching a movie and eating popcorn. The people that are in there are Andy, Pacey, Dawson, Joey, and Jack and Jen. So Dawson shuts off the movie and says, okay, movement break. And he gets up and he grabs his bottle of water and then looks around and starts laughing and says, is everyone else struck by the humor of this moment that we're all in the same room at the same time? And Jack Aim Popcorn says, yeah, I think it's bizarre. I mean, the way we all started the same year and we all managed to come back as friends. And Andy says, yeah, like St. Elmo. And Joey says, St. Elmo from hell. And Dawson says, I thought thought there will be a negative spin. And Joey says, I just think it's important in the model of time and reflection to inquire a little honesty. And Jen sets up and says, you know what? I haven't argued. I happen to ar agree with Jokey. Joey. <laughs> said Jokey. Um, I mean, sure, we all grown up to tolerate with each other, but it's still a long way from 9010 land of the best friends forever. And Pacey says, I don't know. I think it's kind of that Andy got a point. Of course, he agrees with Andy. I mean, there's a lot of hanging out lately. And Dawson says, yeah, like when? And Pacey with a mouthful of popcorn says, like right now, for instance, have we stopped to consider why we all come together if not to need inhabitation, dare I say, a quick? And Jen makes a face like she's completely disgusted. And Joey says, scary. Andy says, yeah, Pacey, when you say it like that, and Dawson says, wait a minute, though I, I, I mean, no offense to anyone here, but I call up Pacey to invite them to, over to watch a couple of movies, a better not, couple of movies that qualifies as a group hangout, and Pacey says, but I invited Andy, and Andy says, and I invited Jack, and Joey says, and I better not be an invitation. It's kind of sad that, like, Pacey was like always invited but like Joey was always invited but Pacey was not and it was kind of like oh okay so you'll invite the girlfriend but you won't invite your best friend and he needs invitation but Joey doesn't and Dawson and Joey kiss and again Jen says and I live here now and Pacey says let's face it you guys you are away from the peach pit and everyone turns and stares at him. And Joey says, kill him. <laughs> and Andy says, attack. And they all grab pillows and start hitting each other. And they're like, pillow feathers are coming everywhere. And they're laughing. So this is kind of like a very heartful scene. And you can just tell like all of them really do care about each other. Even though they're like, why are we here? We don't really know. And I like how this scene's just like very, not out of it, but just like, oh okay so this is what we do now and this is how we do it and they're like oh okay all right and i love how joey says kill him because <laughs> he what he said um but yeah it wasn't it's just gonna be a very heartful scene we'll keep that in mind as the episode comes along because the scene episode is not very heartful it's just more like the next scene that we have is scene one of pacey 
and it cuts to outside of Cape Sai where Andy and Jack walk up to Pacey and Andy's hair is brown and I love Pacey's reaction to this because after Andy says hi um Pacey looks at her and says whoa Andy and he he just does it like that and Andy walks off and Pacey says you got a new do and Jack's giving him the don't don't go there look and Andy says you don't like it and Pacey says I didn't say that and Jack says he didn't say that and Andy says new styles are judged by immediate responses your lack yours was lackless I love how like whenever people get a new style like when I did a pixie cut everyone was like whoa and someone did tell me that they don't like it and I'm like I don't really care and Pacey says no I well I think it look you look fantastic sweetheart you just you don't look like you <laughs> and Andy tells them to keep digging your personal charm on and Pacey says you know what I love it and Jack and Jack says he loves it he loves it he clearly loves it and Pacey says you look you you're beautiful you never looked and Andy says liars both of you and Pacey says you anyway about tonight I was thinking of movies dinner romantic scroll by the docks and Andy says think again I gotta study for finals not to mention take care of mom and Pacey says, it's Friday night. You have plenty of times to hit the book over the weekend. What do you say you take the night off? And Andy says, you know what? You should. You should take a night off. I would love, I, I would love, I would love, sorry. I would love it, but I'm going to study. Thanks. And Pacey says to Jack, do I deserve this? <laughs> I love how he says, oh, do, I, do I deserve this? And Andy, looking at her textbook, says, Oh, jeez, how could I do this? And Pacey asks, What? And Andy says, Damn it. And then Pacey says, What's the matter? Andy says, I brought the wrong book for pre-cal. Mrs. Snyder's going to kill me. And Pacey said, Maybe it's in your locker. And Andy said, Yeah, well, better be. And she storms off. And Pacey turns to Jack. And Pacey says, Okay, so. And Jack says, It's the hair. She said, extra sensitive she did it herself and jack's woes away and pacey jack walks away and pacey says well ain't love gran <laughs> like i love how pacey's just like i don't know what to say and Andy's like you have said all the wrong things completely scene that we have is scene one of joey and it cuts to dawson reading up aboard when joey comes up behind him and kiss him on the cheek and joey says so what's your plan for tonight and dawson says uh i don't know maybe run a movie and joey's like do you know what we've done for the past four nights here's a hint be kind rewind and dawson says okay so maybe we won't run a movie we'll watch him we'll watch a movie instead and joey sarcastically says har har and dawson says it's not like i prefer the situation i mean I do try to make our evenings as spontaneous as possible. And Joey says what I'm thinking when she says, No offense to, to you, Dawson, but I think we've been friends for so long and known each other so well. Our chemistry is the only thing that produces spontaneous. And Dawson says, Ah, well, that's me, Captain A. Humdrum. And Joey says, I say us. And Dawson says, you meant us. And Joey says, I have to admit, I'm a little surprised you're okay with considering it's our one month anniversary forever we are or were. And she smiles, or are. And Dawson says, Joey, we are boring shrimp people. 
extra people. We are absolutely incapable unca of spontaneous. We do things like we plan and organize and make reservations. We can advance at top-notch restaurants for our one, one month anniversary to celebrate whatever we are or were or are. Joey smiles and hugs him. And Joey says, you did it. And Dawson says, it was going to be a surprise, but you kept it penny stick on me. And Joey says, I didn't get penny snappy. And Dawson says, it's okay though. You're a cute penny snappy. Ugh. Gross. They're flirting. <laughs> and Joey says, yeah. And Joey says, okay, I did. That was penny snappy. And they laughed. So, I agree with Joey. Um, Pacey's, I mean, Dawson's not very spontaneous at all. He is quite boring, may I add. And so, when he says, like, oh, maybe we're in a movie, it's kind of one of those things, like, really, dude, that what, that's what you have. And one month anniversary isn't, isn't really one of those things where you should celebrate, in my opinion. But I do like how he's like, yeah, we'll, we'll go out. Like, sure, sure. Who knows if he just kind of made this happen last minute. Like, we'll go out and we'll do something. And how long has he had this plan for? Probably not that long. The next scene that we have is scene two of Joey, and it cuts to Dawson and Joey walking hand in hand in the restaurant, and Joey says, and Maurice, that's where we're going, and Dawson says, yep, and Joey says, Dawson, that's too expensive, and Dawson says, well, the start stock market was high, I had extra to throw in, and Dawson's, and Joey says, Dawson, seriously, it doesn't matter where we eat, and Dawson says, Joey, we're going to be together for our one month. I want to take you somewhere, a meal established where... And can I just say where... <laughs> Dawson always does, like, these fancy things, but shouldn't he do more, like, a romance thing? Because he's watched all these movies and stuff. He couldn't think of something, like, out there and romantic. That's just me. And Joey looks at him like, what? And Dawson says, okay, I do admit that I pretend prepared a statement. And Joey says, yeah, I figured. And Dawson laughs and says, come here. And then they kiss and it goes to them in the restaurant. But again, I find this kind of weird because, like, he couldn't think of anything more romantic. Just me. But okay, I'm sure Pacey did something more romantic. But I could be roasting Dawson all of season two. Oh, wait, I am. <laughs> so, with the next scene... They go up to the waiter and they ask for their table, but guess who was there? Mitch Cleary. So they awkwardly go over to Mitch and it cuts to Dawson, Miss Kenny, Mitch, and Joey squeezed around in one table and Mitch says, I guess we're lucky that we squeezed in all together and a waiter, waiter bumps into Dawson's chair and Dawson looks very unhappy about this. And Dawson says, I'll say, which I don't really get why they went to the table, but whatever. And Mitch says, Dawson, not a... Nicole and I were just discussing your summer plans. And Miss Kelly Kennedy says, yes, your father mentioned the possibility of you entering in Hollywood. I'm sure I could set you up with a summer job at an agency or producer company. And Dawson says, isn't that the city that you said in quote, eat me for breakfast? And Miss Kennedy says, look, I'm sorry I was hasty in my analyst. And Dawson says, don't apology, not accepted. And Mitch says, Dawson, you don't mean that. And Dawson says, yes, I do. I spent months working on that film in which you gave two seconds of to, 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 to before analyzing. 
after you protest to scare away from the business as much as possible. But since you're dating my father, all of a sudden I'm worth of your internship. And Miss Kelly says, you asked me to be truthful, Dawson. Now, I'm not a fan of your work, but I am a fan of your enthusiastic. And there are plenty of opportunities in the film business, not just creative speaking. And Dawson says, oh, I'm not creative enough. And Miss Kelly Kennedy says, you're mis misunderstanding me. And Dawson says, I don't think I am. And the waiter comes and says, are you guys ready to order? And Mitch forces a smile and says, oh, yeah. And Joey uh, says, you guys go ahead. Dawson and I will be right back. And they walk away. And Joey says, so this is your idea for a romantic evening? And Dawson says, that woman trashed my movie, came up to me, crushing of all my career hopes, and she's stealing my dreams. What am I supposed to do? Talk to about the weather? And Joey says, Dawson, I know, I realize, but letting her get the best of you, you're pushing your petty little battle before our, in our night. I mean, it's upsetting. And Dawson says, I'm sorry. Hey, for our sake's amazing, I'll rise above. And they kiss. And Dawson says, okay. And Joey sees Gail and Jen walk into it, and Joey says, oh, no. And Dawson says, is this a French restaurant or a French family or something like that? So I want to say that I I don't know how I feel about Dawson and them sitting next to each other with Kennedy and Mitch. Like, maybe they were trying to be polite. Maybe that was on the table available. But why didn't they just walk out and go somewhere else? Like, why didn't they go to a movie theater, like, for their first date or something? Like, remember when they went on the first day and they went to the movies and he picked a weed for her? Like, remember how sweet that was? Not really, but we'll act like it is. So that's what I mean. Like, why didn't they just do that instead? <laughs> like, um, but instead, nope, they crashed Mitch's date, sat next to them, awkwardly had a conversation with Ken with Kennedy, and Joey says, what are we doing? He's like, what am I supposed to talk about? The weather? Like, you are such a baby. Just get over yourself and leave. You can say you have to go. And then poor Mitch has to deal with Kale. Oh, this is going to be an interesting episode for Joey, for sure. So, the next scene we have is scene two of Pacey. And it cuts to Pacey and Andy laying on Andy's bed watching TV. And Andy's a little fidgety because she sees Tim. <laughs> like, are we, I'm just going to really talk about that super fast. The fact that Andy saw Tim was a lot. And obviously she has a mental illness and it's passed on by her mom. And there's a lot of stuff going on. And Andy says that she's going to get something to drink. And she gets up and leaves. And Andy hears... Like, she's getting a glass out of there, and she turns to find Tim, and she says, You're late. I thought you were coming earlier. And Tim asks if she's okay, and obviously this is all in her head. And she tells Tim that she, Pacey is upstairs, and she doesn't want her to know about. And Tim says, I don't care about him, Andy. I care about you, and I hate seeing you like this. And Andy says, look, you know what? It's hard for having both of you at the same time, okay? And then it goes to the next scene of Pacey. And it cuts to Pacey and Andy's room having no idea what's going up downstairs. And he moves the pillows and underneath he finds a photo album. And he flips through the few pages and 
gets up and heads downstairs because what he sees was Andy with brown hair. And on the way down, he hears Andy talking to herself and Andy says, it's not like that, Brown. I can't just tell him. It's not that easy. There's too many reprobations that I'm not ready to deal with. Besides, why do I have to tell him in the first place? Would you understand if you were him? And, but of course, Tim is there, even though Aunt Pacey cannot see what is really happening. So then the next scene we have is scene six of Joey and it cuts to Jen drinking a Coke by the bar and Joey walks up to her and Joey says, Jen, and Jen says, Joey, and Joey says, what are you doing here? And Jen says, I'm here with Gail. And Joey says, yeah, we saw. And Jen says, we, and Joey says, I'm here with Dawson, his father and Miss Kennedy. And Joey and Jen says, oh, and Joey says, yeah, and Jen said, not so good, and Joey nods, and then the two of them see Mitch sitting by himself, and Jen says, or maybe not so, and so the next scene that we have is a Pacey, and it cuts to Pacey in the kitchen with Andy, and they're arguing because I... <laughs> I feel like Pacey thought that Andy was cheating, but in reality, she was not. She was just having hallucinations. So, Andy says, you were listening to me. And Pacey says, you're damn right I was listening to you. What's going on here? And Andy says, I don't know what you're talking about. And Pacey says, don't pull with me. Who were you on the phone with? And Andy says, I wasn't on the phone. And Pacey says, you were talking to another guy. And Andy says, I don't want to talk about this. Will you just leave? And Pacey says, Tell me, are you seeing anyone else? And Andy says, no. And then Pacey says, then who are you talking to? And Andy tells him that it was none of his business and she need, he needs to leave her alone. And Pacey says, no, I'm, I'm not leaving. And Andy says, I mean it this time, Pacey. And Pacey says, Andy, ever since Abby died, your moods have been completely unpredictable. And he turns her around and says, look at me, okay? I mean, one minute you're all over me, and the next you don't want anything to do with me. So if there's anything you have to, so if it doesn't have to do with anyone else, he says this very slowly, by the way. I can't help, I can't help but think, and Annie asks him what, say it. And Pacey says, I was wondering if you have some kind of mental solution, situation. And obviously this makes Andy mad, but I really do like how Pacey is very watching out for her. Like, he really loves her and he really cares about her, and that's why he says that to her. But to Andy, it just makes her upset. But to any person that has to deal with, like, a mental, like, situation, it's hard to be in your own head. And you think, like, everyone's going to judge you and everyone's not going to care about you. And obviously that's what Andy thinks. And for Andy, throughout this whole episode, she has to deal with the battle inside her head. And Pacey is just there to deal with it with her. And I feel like Andy is suffering so much. And Andy is obviously angry about this and said, you had to go there. And Pacey says, well, it's a logical place to go. And Andy says... If you don't like having a wacko girlfriend, then why don't you do us both a favor and break up with me? And I feel like that was very harsh, but in her head, that was the best solution to her. Like, she knows that Pacey 
thinks that she's crazy right now but she sees Tim like she sees the brown and I remember the first time I watched this episode I was like what the heck is going on but then when I saw what happens later in the episode where she's crying in the bathroom I related it back to my anxiety where it's hard to focus it's hard to get there it's hard to understand how people are going to treat you and how people are going to love you if they're going to love you any less if they're going to love you any different are they going to hate you for feeling this way are they going to see you differently and not treat you the same and that's kind of how andy was feeling at this moment and pacey says i want to help you andy and andy says no you don't want to help me and Pacey says, you want exclamations for this? I can't give you exclamations for this. And Pacey says, okay. And he walks away and picks up an al a photo album and says, will these explain these? And Andy says, it's a photo album. And Pacey says, no, it's pictures of you and your family that i never seen before. All right, you have them. And where are you going? And you were going through them. And Andy says, it's none of your business. And Pacey says, you changed your hair back how these were with you and your brothers. And Andy says, and? And Pacey says, and coming on the heels of a month in which you were acting like anything but normal, I find it a little odd in the sudden that you would reverse back to a hairstyle that you had three years ago. And Andy says, so this is what this is about. You're freaking out because I went back to an old hairstyle? Which one of us has a problem? Which, that's very low, low. And Pacey says, just tell me that that your hair has nothing to do with these pictures. And Andy tells him to give the book back. And Pacey says, why are you acting like this? Which kind of reminds me back when she had that panic attack um, in episode 9 where she hid in the bathroom and she was looking at herself and then she threw that book in the mirror. And this is kind of what it reminds me of. Because she rips it out of his hand and turns and accidentally slaps, like, slams into a lamp and some other things on the table. And she and Pacey kind of stand there for a minute. And Andy says, you know what? You just stay here if you want. I'm really tired, so I'm going to bed. And she runs upstairs and leaves the mess in the flip open uh, album. And he picks up a picture with of Andy with brown hair and Jack and Tim looking identical to Andy who is seen. So I feel like with Andy she has these moments where she's just so frustrated that all she can do is just pull and pull and then finally she slams into something and it kind of snaps her out of it. But I feel like with Andy and these panic attacks like it just keeps building up. So the first one that we saw was episode 9. Then the next one we saw was, I believe, episode 18. And then the next one we saw was this episode, episode 20. So I feel like it was kind of like a gradual build-up with Andy and how she felt with her emotions. But I don't think that she really did anything wrong. I feel like it was just how we view it as a viewer. And honestly, with Andy and her depression and everything that was happening, I feel like Pacey did such a good job with it. And even though he didn't know what she was, like, dealing with, he knew that something was going on and had to do with the photo album and her hair. And obviously there was a lot of things going on in this episode with Andy, but mentally in her head, Pacey was right there for her. So we see scene five of Pacey. 
So then Jack comes in and he asks what's wrong and Pacey says it's your sister man. We got into a fight and this is what happened. And Jack says man. And Pacey says Jack something's wrong. I mean really really wrong. And Jack says last night I heard her talking to herself. I mean she said she wasn't but I heard her. And Pacey is amazed by this and says so did I. I mean tonight I heard her in the kitchen and I thought she was talking to someone on the phone. And Jack asked, who was she talking to? And Pacey says, I don't know. I didn't hear the full conversation, but it did sound like someone was talking to Brown. And Jack's face falls, and Pacey says, you know who that is? And Andy's listening, and she slips down the stairs without Jack and Pacey noticing. And Andy says, it's my, my name for Tim. When I was little, I couldn't pronounce Timothy, so I called him by the color brown. You think I'm crazy, but I'm not. And Andy and Jack says, Andy, no one said that. And Andy says, I know what you're thinking, but I'm not crazy. I'm not like mom. I see Tim and he's here. And Pacey says, we know Andy. And Andy starts crying and she goes to the corner and she starts to herself in the bathroom where Pacey screams, Andy, Andy, come on, open the door. And Andy opened the door, which I... I feel like with Andy and her mental health, it was kind of like, it was hereditary. And so therefore, when people knew what her mom was like and what she was like, it was like, oh, okay, like, what is happening? Like, there's something going on. And I feel like since she was dealing with, like, how the last episode was with the funeral, it was hard for her to really focus on this episode where she had to deal with Tim in her head. And I feel like when you have to deal with something like that, you don't want people to know because you don't want people to think you're crazy, like Andy said. So it cuts to Pacey and Jack banging on the door, and Jack says, come on, maybe we can jimmy it. And he says, I'll go get a knife. And Pacey says, Andy, come on, open this door, please. And it cuts to inside where Andy is, and she stays Tim in the mirror. And Tim says, Andy, stop crying. And Andy says, go away. And Pacey outside the door says, I'm not going anywhere. And Andy inside the door says, not you, Tim. And Pacey knows that Tim is back in her mind. So he starts panicking, and he says, is, Jen is Tim with you in there? And he starts calling for Jack, and Andy says, I said, just go, you're not real. And she throws something, and Pacey says, Andy, what was that? Are you alright? And inside, Andy is crying, and outside, Jack pleads for Andy to open the door. And back inside, Andy leans up against the door, and Tim says, they don't believe you, Andy. They say you're, they say you're crazy, but you're not. And Andy says, yes, I am. I am crazy. And Pacey says, Andy, I don't think you're crazy. And Jack doesn't think you're crazy either. And Andy says, yes, you do. And Pacey says, no, we don't. I believe you, Andy. I believe that you're seeing Tim right now. And that's who you're talking to. But you know what? It's not fair that, I, that Tim can see me, but I can't see him. So I, So I need you to tell me what he's saying. So... I feel like with this part of the episode, it was kind of like what happened with the store where 
where Andy's mom goes into the store and she starts talking about like her life and Tim and Andy's father. So I feel like this was kind of what the episode was about. Like really in a way, like Andy was kind of like her mom. People think that she's crazy, but she's not because she knows that when everything happened with with Andy's mom, people said that she was crazy. Like Andy's mom was crazy. We heard that throughout the whole season too. And so Pacey is out here and he's like, he knew that with Andy's mom, she had he had to remind her what was going on. So right now, Pacey was saying, it's not fair that you get to see Tim and he gets to see you, me, but I can't see him. And so with Andy, she was like, okay. But in his head, Pacey, like that made sense to Pacey. And it's really hard for a 16-year-old boyfriend to deal with this. But a 16-year-old girl inside her head, she was living in this world that was not true. And obviously she didn't know it was true, but it made sense to her. So she's living through this grief and pain and everything that was happening. And we talked about that last episode where Andy was grieving over everything and Joey was grieving over everything. And with Andy, it took a turn. Like... It took a turn from a different point of view, and I believe it was because her mom hallucinated as well. And so, Tim says, I'll take care of you, and Pacey says, okay. And Tim says, you can't trust anyone else. They don't understand. And Andy says, he says, you don't understand. And back outside, Pacey says, tell Tim that he's wrong. I may not understand everything that's going on with you, Andy, but I understand you. Tell Tim that. And Tim says, you don't, you have to choose Andy. Let me take care of you. I'll make you better. And Andy says, I can't, I can't choose. So I feel like with this, she, it could have gone two ways, really. I feel like they probably thought that she was going to commit suicide, which made total sense, or she was going to hurt herself. So in this moment, Pacey and Jack are so worried, and Pacey says, no, Andy, Tim is right. You do, you do have to choose. And Andy says, no, I don't want to. I can't. And Pacey, with a, like a bunch of emotions, and this made me cry, like seeing how Andy is leaning against that door with total emotion. And like Pacey's just waiting for her to open the door. And he says, you have to, Andy. You have to choose. And I'm begging you from the bottom of my heart, to please choose me and there's no motion on either of the side and Pacey says open the store come out and choose me he said you are very special and you give everyone around you and you know what I need you more than Tim does and so does Jack and Andy says that's not true and Pacey says my life belonged when I began when I met you and you never gave up on me so I'm not giving up on you so please Andy for the love of God, come out and choose me, please. And Andy inside, she's looking at Tim and she starts crying harder. And she's slowly raising her arm to the door and she pulls herself in. And Jack and Pacey backs away and she opens it a little and Pacey comes and hugs her while she's still crying. And Pacey says, come here, you're alright, it's okay, it's okay. So I feel like with this episode... It was a little bit hard for Pacey, but also for Andy, like I said. It was one of those things where Pacey was so scared that he was going to lose her. 
and obviously there was a lot of things going on with Andy's mind and Jack's mind and they didn't know where it was going to go. Jack didn't know if he was losing another family member. Pacey didn't know if he was losing his girlfriend and all of this comes to down with how Andy was feeling. How Andy solved him in that room and she was so scared that she was going to like end her life and go with Tim. So when Pacey says come like Tim I need you more and Jack needs you more than Tim does he generally thought that she was going to commit suicide because he was scared that she was not going to make it like at the end of the day he may not have a girlfriend. So then it skips to the next episode I mean the next scene of Pacey and it cuts to Pacey and Jack walking downstairs, and Jack says she's down for count. And Pacey says, so what do we do now? And Jack says, well, for starters, call my dad. And Pacey says, Jack, think think about what you're saying. And Jack says, well, no one's less happy about it, the idea, than I am, but he needs to know. And Pacey says, your father wasn't there for your mother, but what thinks, makes you think that he's going to be there for Andy? And Jack says, Andy needs help more than you or I or anyone can give her. My my dad can afford that help. And Pacey says, maybe she just needs time to heal. I mean, time could heal her. And Jack says, no, not like this. And Pacey says, you don't know that. And Jack says, yes, I do. This is what happened with my mom, my mother. You know, at first it was just like this, a minor episode here and there. But at the time anyone wanted to deal with it, she was far gone. The doctors, they gave her some clinical explanation. They said she represents her grief to the point where she couldn't experience it with anyone. Her conscience had created something to experience with. I remember feeling so small and helpless when I heard that, and I wanted so badly to believe that my dad could do something. And Pacey says, go call your dad. So I feel like this was hard on Pacey because he didn't know what was happening in this episode. He didn't know how to help Andy. He didn't know how to help Jack in some type of way. But he did know that Andy and Jack's father were not a good, was he's not, he wasn't good. But Jack knew that Andy needed help more than anyone else could do. And when you get to that point in grief, it is hard. You start seeing hallucinations, you start hearing yourself, you start wanting to go with them. And that's what Jack and Pacey were so afraid that Andy was going to go with Tim. That Andy was going to do something to herself to the point where she was going to harm herself. And there was going to be no way of her getting back. and Or that Andy was going to end up like their mother. So then we have scene seven of Joey, and it cuts back to Mitch's table where Miss Kennedy says, "I wanted to have comments when I when commentary of when Henry met Sally." Okay, so I have to say I watched when Henry met Sally a couple weeks ago, and it was amazing i love that episode i mean i love that movie so much i want to watch it again because i saw a tiktok based off that movie so if you ever seen when henry met sally or if you haven't already make sure you see it and she continues by saying the drier more iconic tone of nichols and meg and joey says miss kennedy just out of curiosity 
Hope was still asking about Dawson's film, and Miss Kennedy says, do you want to go through this again? And Dawson says, no, we don't. And Joey says, I think you should. I think we should, and Mitch says, Joey, and Joey says, I'm sorry, Mr. Lee, but obviously there's undercurrent tension between Dawson and Miss Kennedy, and it seems to me that the only way we're going to have peace and their comfort is the issue that Miss Kennedy finds your son to be completely and totally without a talent or ability in any shape or form. Can I just say that's how I view Dawson? <laughs> is that wrong? Is that, is that wrong with me? And, um... Miss Kennedy says, no, no, I didn't say that. And Joey says, then what did you say? And Dawson says, yeah, that, what exactly did you say? And Miss Kennedy says, look, I believe that the key to success is not only a dream, but having the right dream. Many people inspire to be writers and directors, but few people have potential. Dawson, Dawson, yeah, and Dawson says, yeah, that's, oh, <laughs> sorry. Dawson says, who are you judging of anyone's potential? You spent a couple years in Hollywood before disappearing into some small East town to be a high school teacher. Whatever success you have in Hollywood, can it be much? And Miss Kennedy says, well, then it shouldn't matter to me what you think about your ability, should it? And Mitch says, well, he's a kid with a dream, Nicole. Isn't it your job as a teacher and to encourage him to follow it? And Miss Kennedy says... That's a cozy fantasy, Mitch, but life is meaner than, meaner bite than that. And Joey says, you know, there's a name individual on whose life's meaner. It's called Bitter. Dang. So Miss Kennedy says, well, on that note, if you'll excuse me, and she gets up and Dawson leans over to Joey. And Dawson says, Joey, can I talk to you for a second? And Joey to Mitch says, excuse me. And... Dawson and Joey move to the, by the bar, and Dawson asks what's going on, and Joey says, what are you talking about? And Dawson says, you know, exactly what I'm talking about. Not ten minutes ago, you asked, you warned me to start practicing a bit of a development, and you start pushing every button at that table. Joey says, you'll find out momentarily, and Dawson says, I can't, and Jen walks up and says, all right, kids, pushing every button at that table, and Joey says, you'll find out. And Joe Dawson asks what's going on, and Joey says not to worry, you'll find out. And then he's the waiter walks up and says, "Ladies, I received the wine you asked for." And Joey says, "Thank you." And Dawson says, "All right." He knows. then the mentor says, "I don't know." And Joey says, "Just wait." And then Gail and Mitch make up. So I feel like this whole episode. It wasn't so much uh, Dawson or Joe or Joey or Casey. It was mostly about like Mitch and Gail and Andy and Jack. So that's the whole episode here. And I feel like that's why the episode is more shorter than normal. It's not that I'm like trying to ignore what happened with Andy, but I feel like that was more of an Andy side than a Casey side. So then we have scene eight of Joey whatever episode because it's kind of out of order because when i was writing the script i don't really know what happened so they're across the water and joey has her back leaning against dawson's chest and joey says if you if you don't eat if i don't eat another french meal for as long as i live it won't it won't be too soon i love how they have french meals which correct me i'm wrong it's paris so 
I love how his first date was like kind of a brunch place, but he told her not to go to Paris. Anyway, Dawson says, but I thought it would be a pretty successful evening. And Joey says, yeah. And Dawson says, so far. And Joey leans her head up and they start kissing. And Dawson spies her shoulder off her collar again. And Joey pulls away smiling. And Joey says, okay, confession time. And Dawson says, yeah. And Joey says, by the time... By any chance, did you think planning this romantic evening would end up uh, closing the deal? And Dawson says, Joey Potter, you found this little thing. And Joey smiles and drops her mouth open. And Dawson says, I prefer the terms of confusing their ultimate desires. <laughs> okay. And Joey says, oh, okay. And she laughs and sets her face. And Dawson says, I didn't know the notion was pro progressing. And Joey looks up and kisses him and smiles. And Joey says, it's not, I just thought. And then Dawson whispers, but the night is young. And Joey whispers back, and so are we. And Dawson says, okay, you said you thought about it. And Joey says, yes, thought, Dawson. And Dawson says, you consider thought an ordinary thought. And Joey smiles, what's the difference, says it may. And Dawson says, I'm a teenage guy. It makes all the difference in the world. They start kissing again, obviously, and Joey says, I consider it a thought, and Dawson says, well, that's good, consider it very well, good. And Joey says, okay, turbo, and Dawson says, okay, and they move to the other side, and Joey says, be careful, and Dawson says, well, when you consider it, you mean you consider it, consider it, consider it. And Joey says, would you just shut up and row, and Dawson says, I love it when you're so forceful, which was kind of weird to me, like, okay, Dawson. So then we have the very last scene of this episode, and uh, it's about Andy, which I feel like Andy's scenes have caused my anxiety to kind of go up a little bit, so that's why I've been like rushing through this a little bit. So it cuts to Andy in the bedroom, and she's asleep, and she turns to her bed on the other side where Pacey's sitting. And she opens her eyes, and Pacey says, hey there. And Andy says, I'm so sorry, Pacey. And Pacey said, you're supposed to be asleep. And Andy, scared, says, what's going to happen to me? And Pacey says, well, you'll need to see some more doctors, get in the right medication, and you'll be fine, Andy. And Andy says, but what if I'm not? And Pacey says, I'm sorry, pal, that's not in the cards. And I love how he wipes the tear away from her face. I thought that was so cute. And Andy says, I'm so scared, Pacey. And Pacey says, I know you are, Andy. And I am too, okay? And Andy says, I don't want to lose you. And Pacey says, you're never going to lose me. Not now, not now and not ever. And, Pacey and Andy says, I love you so much. And Pacey says, I love you too. And Andy lays her head on his shoulder. And then that's the end of this episode. So, I feel like with this episode, it was based off of Andy, like I said, and how Andy was reacting to the funeral. When we were talking about grief last episode, there was a lot of things that was going on with Andy and her mind. And all of a sudden, like, it was a very happy scene in scene one, and then it just went fast. Like, it went boop, like Joey said, turbo. It went turbo. So... Like, Dawson and Joey, obviously, they didn't do it, but there was their first month, which, surprise, they didn't, they don't last very long after that. There's no second month. But I do feel like with that, that was kind of a milestone, and then we see Joey, like, make Gail and Mitch kind of happen, but not really. 
So that was kind of the moral of the story of this episode. There's not very much with Pacey and Joey that they have in common in this episode, or so I believe. I feel like it just shows how much they love that their significant other, but I don't really feel like they have anything in common necessarily. I feel like it's one of those episodes where it's completely different. Pacey has to deal with Andy and her mental health and Joey has to deal with Dawson and his movies. Maybe the one thing that they do have in common is they always stand up for their for their significant other and they love on each other. One thing that I found really sweet what Pacey said was that he was going to not leave her, not now, not never. And I feel like that was a promise that he probably can't keep it you know 16 but i feel like he did a good job at that and other than that there's really not much to talk about this episode so if you like this episode please make sure to give it a big thumbs up make sure to subscribe to the youtube channel where i will be hosting every friday saturday and sunday and i hope that you enjoyed this episode make sure to follow my instagram twitter and potter and my tiktok pacey and joey and I'll catch you next time. Bye, guys.